everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. And to continue our year awards that we have started so far for 2022, tonight we dive into the tag team division and our award winners for that, along with an Elimination Chamber preview. And to help us break all that down tonight, he's back once again. It's Will I Was, Will Norris. How's it going? Hello there. I'm doing great tonight, guys. I'm really excited for this one. Oh, tag teams. Oh, it's been a good year for tag teams. This has been a pretty good year for tag team. And just so everyone knows, uh, we're going to do the top three tag teams, then the top five. And one reason why is because we're going to break into some of the Elimination Chamber talk before the pay-per-view this weekend as well. Um, very interested to see your list, Will. I don't I don't know if you've been able to catch our other two shows uh, for our male and female. Uh, Tom and I actually, strangely, both had the same male and the top female person, uh, which was kind of oh. weird. So we went with Roman Reigns and Mandy Rose as the female uh, wrestler okay. of the year this year. So interested to see if we can keep this kind of going here. This is kind of a weird streak we're on. Uh, and glad to have you on the show as well. Everything been going pretty good for you. Oh, doing great. I'm actually keeping up with live updates of NXT right now. It's a pretty it's a pretty banger show tonight. So I've been just watching a little bit of that. I've got it on my computer screen, kind of just running in the background. I think the Grayson Waller story is kind of interesting because it's kind of like, where where are we going with this? It's almost like if I believe Shawn Michaels was going to have one more match, maybe that's the direction since he is kind of feuding with Shawn. So that's kind of an interesting storyline that they're kind of progressing there with Grayson Waller right now. I feel like it would really cover up his uh, actual last match. We won't get into yeah. that one too much. Yeah, we don't talk about that match. Tom, <laughs> he, he he was kind of a big fan of that match with Undertaker and Kane versus uh, DX, but I, I knew that was probably going to be a train wreck. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, top three tag teams of the year. Um, I'll start off with my number three, um, and then we'll go to you and then Tom. So, my number three uh, – it's a tag team that was not a tag team at the beginning of the year. And one of the talents involved in this tag team wasn't even employed. Uh, so that's what made it kind of interesting for me. And it's Dakota Kai and EO Sky okay. Damage Control. Um, it's kind of an unlikely pairing, but they really worked. And with ba Bailey's leadership, they really took control of the women's tag team division, especially with the absence of Sasha and Naomi. And I think they've had a really good run. Two really good in-ring performers um, who I think are doing a pretty good job as far as elevating the titles. Now, can they be elevated a little bit more? Absolutely. Uh, but for me, uh, to see them kind of bounce back, because EO wasn't doing much either at the time, to see them two kind of bounce back and kind of get that main roster push, uh, they land at my number three. Y'all's opinions on that, Tom? You know, for me, I felt like they were missing a little bit of something the whole time. Um, but as far as, you know, if you want to look at their accolades and, you know, the the push that they were given, they definitely were um, – want they, they wanted us to feel like they were credible and that they were the best thing going. So I mean, if you if you take that in consideration, you know I completely understand your pick, but for me, I just feel like they were missing something. Um, so they they didn't make my top my top three. Well, yeah, they didn't make my top three either. But I will say that it's a very very valid pick. Um, honestly, for me, I prefer them both solo. I mean, I really enjoyed you know Io Sky Io Shirai back in the NXT days. You know, she was a very solid performer so i've got a high hope for her on the main roster once they do eventually split but uh yeah no i don't feel like the whole damage control has kind of resonated with me too much it seems like they're just getting thrown into like random things you know just beating up everybody which is your typical heel kind of fashion but i don't know i wouldn't put it top three though easy that's pretty good i, I, I love it when people disagree with me it's great well you're number three <laughs> oh See, like I said, this was really hard because my top three could easily be interchangeable, I feel like. Could really be interchangeable. Uh, for number three, I'm going with the Briscoes. Uh, I feel like they really 
put themselves on the map this year. Also, you know, of course, rest in peace. Send my condolences to that. But um, they that dog collar match with FTR is honestly my favorite tag team match of the year. And that's what really stuck with me when making this list because that, ooh, I get chills just thinking about it because it was just downright brutal. And, oh, my gosh, uh, they put on some really good matches uh, with, you know, Bullet Club back in Impact and, you know, OGK and NWA. And it's just rewatching through all these tag team matches and everything. They, they made my top three list number three. Yeah, I love the Briscoes. I was blessed enough to watch them live uh, with Ring of Honor. Uh, I would say it was probably 2014, uh, maybe. And, you know, it's just a shame that so many people didn't get a chance to see them in their prime and what they're capable of. Uh, kudos to Tony Khan for, you know, giving everyone that FTR matchup. Uh, such a tragic ending. But I just feel like as much as I love the Briscoes, and, you know, if we were talking about the top 10 best tag teams going today instead of just uh, this year, I probably would have definitely put them maybe in my top five. Um, I just felt like there were a lot of their stuff a lot of people weren't able to catch this year, including myself. And, you know, it's like Tom always says, just wrestling on every night of the year. I mean, every day of the week. And sometimes it's just hard to catch everything. So I wasn't able to catch them as much as I, I would have liked. Um, but yeah, definitely a uh, worthy pick. I have nothing negative to say about that whatsoever because they're one of the better tag teams of the last decade for sure. Yeah, definitely a great pick. Uh, not in my top three, um, but I can very well see where you where you put them there. Uh, and that's the thing, and it's it's kind of good we're doing a top three instead of a top five, but it also makes it kind of hard because – I think the the top five are they're all just so close in my opinion. I had a really hard time with this list, but very good pick. So for my number three, I went with uh, my favorite on the on the raw side of things, the Street Profits. So, you know, I look at everything that they've done this past year, um, being the opponents for. Um, the Usos and, you know, being just that close to winning those titles several times from the team that, you know, I, I feel like we're all going to talk a little bit about later on. Um, but for to be those challengers and to, to still make those matches interesting. And I always felt like there was a little bit of hope in those matches, even though, if I would just sit down and think, are they winning this match? I would probably say no. During that match, I always questioned it. I was like, are they going to actually do this? Are they going to dethrone the Usos? So just for that fact alone, I felt like I had to put them in the top three. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Will. Oh, I was, I was going to say valid pick. Street Profits did not make my list. They were very close. In my top five, they were making my list. They were number four. But – um. I really got to thinking about their money in the bank match with the Usos and just how phenomenal that one was. And that, Ooh, I was real close. You can go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. When they're in the high profile matches, the Usos and, you know, a big time feud, they always deliver. I just feel like that they've been beat so much. And I really believe, as sad as it is, their plan is for Montez to be by himself before it's all said and done. And I feel like that kind of bugs me when I see the kind of the writing on the wall sometimes with tag teams. Um, I will say, you know, that was kind of the one deal when the Rockers broke up. Of course, Tom, you probably weren't born yet. Well, you definitely weren't born yet. Uh, <laughs> when the Rockers broke up, it just came out of nowhere to the fact that, yeah, there was some tension, but I don't think anyone knew that Shawn Michaels was going to become what Shawn Michaels was. And when I look at someone, you know, they did this with the Dudleys before, and they've done it with Edge and Christian as well. Edge and Christian, I 100%, as much as I love them as a tag team, I could see the star power in each of them and what they could bring to the table. The Dudleys, I did not, I never saw anything in Devon. And Bubba a little bit more, and it wasn't until Bubba got the impact and became Bully Ray 
that I really saw what he was capable of. I just worry about the Street Profits overall. They did not make my list. I think if I had had them anywhere, it would probably be closer to that 9 or 10 mark uh, for the year. Uh, just because they just never could win the big matches. And I'm to the point now that I'll never believe that they're going to win those tag titles again. Uh, so it's very interesting uh, to see where they go, especially, you know, Montez is in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, so definitely this is another big test for him to see if he's ready for that singles type run. Uh, so, and he is putting on more bulk as well. Looks mm -hmm. like he's bulking up a little bit more. I just, I don't know. I just hate think it more you're a street profit hater. Like, what's that? You're just a street profit hater. <laughs> I love them together. Like, I love them on the main roster. I mean, I, I do, but I just I hate when they beat teams so much. I just hate it. It just makes me lose faith in them. All right. Mm -hmm. My number – But before I get to my number two and number one, when people hear my list – there are going to be teams that are left off and their accolades are crazy. But for me, I look at the overall year and how big of an impact they've made. Plus, you know, a little bit of accolades. And that's why my number two team is the acclaimed. And it's the acclaimed because at the beginning of the year, they were basically on AEW dark and Dark Elevation, and all these little lower-tier programs. And they've become one of the most over-tag teams in all of pro wrestling. And it's, you know, they've got the catchphrases. They've got the merchandise sales. They're this generation right now, New Age Outlaws. And it's amazing to see the year that they've had. Recently just lost the belts to the guns. Uh, but all that aside, their rise in 2022 is similar to Jamie Hayter, which we talked about on our women's special. Just someone who you weren't kind of seeing. We knew the talent was possibly there. Everything just needed to click. They need to be given the opportunity. And that's why, for me, the acclaimed is my number two tag team of the year. Doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Because it's also my number two. <laughs> so just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, not only are they – basically the most over tag team they're one of the most over acts in all of pro wrestling so that's to me not a shocker at all um i i just look at the fans interaction with them and you talk about you know different things that happen throughout history like the yes movement this is just as big people are scissoring all over the streets it's just it's it's a, phen a phenomenon uh yeah, I said that right. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just one of those things that you want to watch that programming because, you know, not only are they great in the ring, but they bring something to that that you just want them to succeed. You know, whether it's uh, Max's uh, promos, his uh, his raps to the ring, um, it, it doesn't matter. You throw Billy Gunn in there with them, that, that's really put the icing on the cake for them. And uh, yeah, one hundred percent the most one of the most over acts of the year for sure. See, this is this is starting to get really funny because my number two is also the acclaimed. Uh, yes, yeah, they've uh, they've been so so good this year. I can't help but tune into my TV real real good whenever they show up on my screen. They're super over with the fans, and I feel like with tag teams it's really hard to resonate with fans because people are there for the solo acts in most case scenarios. So, I mean, they've really done a good, good deal with just interacting with fans and, you know, making them extremely likable. Uh, they, they've had a lot of really good matches this year as well. I mean, a shame that they lost to the guns. I wouldn't put anywhere in my top 10 list for the guns personally, but we're just going to see how that goes. Uh, I'm going to tune in. See what happens next win or Wednesday tomorrow. So we'll just see on that. But anyways, yes, number two is the acclaimed for me. And then losing the titles, I don't think. I think the guns was the shocking point that it was the guns. I I, I do think that their plan is to have them chase for the titles. You know, they had beaten a lot of the acts. You know, especially with the trios titles right now. Some of the tag teams are kind of involved in that. 
so I will say this, and I'll go on record right now, you know, Valentine's Day 2023. If they break up the acclaimed, I think Max Caster is going to be tremendous on his own. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But If he is pushed right, he kind of has that Cena-ish to him. He can, he can wrestle. I do not want to see the acclaimed broken up, at least for a while. Let's let's get that clear. But there's some star power there with Max Caster. Yeah, one of my only fear. My only fear there is it's the same thing that happens in most tag teams splitting is what happens to the other person. You know what happens to Anthony Bowens or whatever. I, I mean, I he's good. He's just don't. He's not the voice of the team. You know. I mean, I don't know. That, that that's a big fear he's of Marty. Mine. It's Marty Janetti. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to throw this out. And just so everyone knows, uh, we had – and we didn't even tell Will, so this is kind of interesting. But me and Tom had made a choice not to include any trios teams this year. Now, next year we will uh, due to the six-man titles. Uh, so, if everyone's like, where's – you know, I can't believe they have Def Triangle. If we included, I think Def Triangle could have possibly been my number three. Uh, my number four team was FTR, by the way. I'll throw that out there. Uh, Tom, who was your number four? The Lucha Bros. Will, your number four? My number four was also FTR. Yeah. I feel like they've and, had better years. And then they disappeared, you know, and then they disappeared. <laughs> so we'll kind of see what's going on with them. I think we're all going to be in agreement here on number one. If not, it's going to be a shocker. But my number one is the Usos, uh, you know, the best tag team, in my opinion, in the last, you know, decade, as far as actual tag teams go, I absolutely love the Usos. And once again, I'm kind of interested to see where this whole storyline's going right now as well, uh, because could this be the end of the Uso run as Jimmy and Jay Uso? Uh, but they have been on top of it. They're per- always performing in the rings. And this year was the first year they've let them develop character to their own jay has his own character jimmy has his own character everyone can relate to both of them so it's just not here's the uso brothers we have fallen in love with both jimmy and jay outside and the future is really bright for the usos even more than what it is for the last you know almost decade now but they're my number one tag team tom if only mattel could tell the difference between jimmy and jay that would be fantastic (laughs) Because they can't get a figure right for nothing. Mm-mm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that uh, we all three probably have the same. I definitely had Usos as number one. Uh, part of the hottest act going, the hottest storyline going in pro wrestling. Um, and, you know, they were, they're such a big part of that. Uh, Jay especially, Um I mean, Jimmy as well, but I think Jay really is that centerpiece that we don't even think about until we got to this point of the storyline. You know, Jay was just being Jay. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jay had a change of heart. And then now where are we at? So, yeah, absolutely. In ring, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, my opinion. Uh so when you look at what they're doing in in the year of 2022, no one's better. Shockingly enough, my number one also goes to the Usos. I feel like, oh, yeah, this has been a really good year for them. I got a little bit stale for a little bit. I think 2018, 2019 for me because it felt like it was just, you know, either the Usos or the New Day. Usos or New Day. But they've really rejuvenated, I guess, their career with this new bloodline, you know, the whole act. It's I'm so captivated. I don't think I've been this captivated in a storyline since, uh, gosh, I, I can't even tell you when. Uh, I, it makes me wonder, though, it, like you said, Aaron, if this is the end of the bloodline as a whole. But uh, I guess we will see coming soon, you know? I've got, I've got some theories on that, but we're going to get to that later. <laughs> oh, Will, what's a, who's a tag team that you think everyone should kind of pay attention to this year that didn't make your top five? Ooh, I didn't prepare for this one. Um, 
I think the Diamond Mine, the Diamond Mine uh, from NXT, I think they put in some really good work. It's another situation where one shines a little bit more than the other, but I feel like when they get that main roster push and or not, I guess I shouldn't say main roster push, but uh, when they get put on the main roster, hopefully they'll have Roddy. I don't know his situation right now, but hopefully he's going to be continuing to manage them. I feel like that's money right there. Yeah, I really like the Creed brothers as well. They were definitely in my top ten for this year. I just kind of fell off towards the end. Uh, one of them right now for me is pretty deadly. Um, they've got a lot of charisma uh, that you want to just punch them in the face. And that's that's some good charisma to have sometimes, especially, you know, in a promotion that lacks a lot of heels that are kind of like that. Uh, their in-ring work is pretty good. I'm not quite sure once this NXT Europe type deal kind of breaks down, if all those guys kind of go back. Uh, but I'd keep it a pretty good eye on Pretty Deadly for this year. That'd be my pick. Tom? My pick, if they can stay healthy, is Top Flight. Absolutely love Top Flight. Uh, Darius and Deontay. Dante is just fantastic. And, and you know, we haven't seen a lot. Uh, on AEW with Darius because he's been out so much, but when they're together, it's just like you know, in they're just totally in sync with each other. And I I think about the matches that we could see um, if the, if they stay healthy, and they could be just some of the most crazy off the wall matches. And I'm really looking forward to seeing them grow. Uh, when they get some more TV time, see their characters develop more and to see how far they can actually go because they're two of the most athletic people that are alive. Yeah. <laughs> Tough Light's definitely fantastic. And even in the six-man trios, when AR Fox is added to them, they're even great as well. And you're right. Uh, I feel like sometimes we cannot get robbed with Top Flight due to injuries. Um, and that's just the nature of the game, though, sometimes. Some hard luck for those two guys, but definitely super talented. All right, this Sunday is the Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're not going to kind of break down every single match, uh, but definitely want to break down some of the bigger matchups, of course, the Chamber matches and the main event as well, because the Chamber matches kind of lead to WrestleMania title shots, and then, of course, we've got the big uh, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn uh, match as well. So let's start off with the women's chamber. Now, what we do know so far is that Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble. She's going to take on Charlotte. So the winner of this matchup is scheduled to face the Raw women's champion, whether it be Bianca Blair or someone else by the time WrestleMania rolls around. I would assume it's Bianca. I don't see her losing before then. And in this matchup, it's kind of a different different type of crew for this match. It's not, you know, if you would have told me here comes a women's elimination chamber match for a chance at Bianca, I would have told you Becky Lynch and Bailey were both probably going to be in this match. Uh, last night they had a chance to earn a spot. They did not. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. You're going with a lot of younger talent in this match as far as talent has been pushed with some veterans that typically aren't there in those title pictures here lately. Well, we have Raquel Rodriguez, we have Asuka, we have Liv Morgan, we have the veteran in Natalia, we have Carmella as well, who just recently returned once again, and then of course we have who's the who's the four who's the sixth one? Um. Oh my, my mind just totally went blank. Who? I, is I can't think of the top of my head. Check that real quick. Already? I'm not sure. Is it Piper? I don't. Did Piper get? I don't think Piper got in. Did she? No, no, I think so. All right, we gotta look this up real quick. Oh my gosh! Slip. So we got Natalia. Did you say Natalia? Natalia. Who are we missing? It was the final four in the Royal Rumble with Rhea. And that was Liv, Oscar, um, Raquel, 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 Natalia. Natalia earned her spot. Yep. And so did. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed right now. I'm looking. Hold on. We're going to look this up. This has never happened before. My mind has gone totally blank here. If you wouldn't have said something about it, I would have totally known, too. <laughs> oh, I know it. It's going to be, duh. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. People <laughs> cannot, cannot believe this has happened. No. <laughs> Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Nikki well, Cross. Who, no wonder we didn't remember. Right. It's like, Nikki Cross. It's Nikki Cross. Like, how unfortunate for her. Like, she's literally been doing nothing but hiding in the background and back backstage segments. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she wins the whole thing because you know she she's an amazing talent that they've done nothing with. You know, oh, honestly, gosh. my opinion on this match, since we're kind of off the rails at this point, I don't think any of it matters. I don't think there's a great storyline there at all. I'd love to see Nikki go in there and be crazy Nikki and destroy everyone in that match and get that opportunity. Because I really don't see anything in there to me that is a great story anyway. That's just as good a story as any. Yeah, I you know what? You're not wrong, but I feel like if we're doing sort of a prediction here, I feel like an easy pick would be Asuka, just because she completely, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I feel like Asuka completely outshines every single person in that match, and I feel like it's a very easy kind of thing to go with. You know, she just came back as, you know, her kind of personality that she used back in her olden days, so I, I feel like as much as they've built her up with this, I feel like my pick for that is Asuka is going to win it and take on Bianca Belair. I think whoever wins this doesn't even beat Bianca. I think it's a shoe-in Bianca kind of wins. Um, so, I know they really love Raquel. I do. And, but I'm kind of like you. I'm going with Asuka in this matchup. Because I think with the build towards it, I think Asuka can get real dirty. And you know, and start attacking and become evil Oscar in a way, uh, to kind of push that storyline with uh, you know, Bianca a little bit. Like I said, it's just a weird mixture of women in this matchup right now. Uh, I guess this kind of makes it kind of intriguing, though, too. I know a fan base that's going to want Liv to win, I know there's just a great fan base. I don't know if there's any fan base that's really wanting Carmella. <laughs> or Natalia or Nikki to win. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know what? Carmella and Bianca have had some pretty darn good matches um, mm -hmm. on pay-per-view over the last couple of years. And I'm going to pick Asuka as well. Man, what a train wreck that kind of was. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, Asuka is a bona fide, you know, main eventer. So you can't go wrong with putting her in that match. Um I just, I don't know. I just feel like we're at that point that they just keep, they're, they're going to put Bianca in a place where nobody's going to care about her. And I think she's already getting to that point. Um, her, her baby face run to get to the title, all that was fantastic. And then once she got there, I feel like it's just, she hasn't had anybody to really threaten her championship. And I really feel like she needs to be chasing, you know, and I don't even know if, if Oscar, Oscar would probably be that only person that could be as vicious as they need to be to kind of put Bianca on her heels. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I think, I think they're just going with Bianca, but if they do, I really think they need to do some kind of tweaking to the character or something to make it, you know, a little more, uh, you know, attention grabbing and, and, you know, so that you want to watch that each and every week. Cause you know, unfortunately for me right now, I, I feel like it's the same thing constantly. Yeah. Uh, here was my biggest problem. Rhea should have chose Bianca. <laughs> yeah. That's the match that should have been. And then I think a Charlotte against a young person like Raquel would have been even better attention grab. Mm -hmm. I was totally shocked when they went with the Rhea and Charlotte route. 
to be honest with you. And there was a rumor for the longest time that Rousey was going to wrestle Bianca. And here's a thought, too. Just because what it says on the paper doesn't mean who's actually going to be in the chamber. Mm-hmm. There could be some swerve coming somewhere where someone's getting taken out of this chamber match and then someone else wins it. So it still could wind up being a Rousey versus Bianca. But on paper, I, I just think, you know, Asuka's the person uh, right now that, you know, if I'm looking at who who's going to give me the best match, that's the match, you know, mm-hmm. on, on paper. And so, yeah, it's just Rhea, the whole Rhea thing was just kind of weird for me. I just, I didn't like that matchup, especially since we just saw that in Mania a few years ago. Right. And I think so that's I, the only reason they wanted to do that, just because, you know, Charlotte was the one that took the NXT championship from Rhea. So they're kind of just going full circle here. And I feel like, you know, this is an early prediction. I feel like Rhea is going to take down Charlotte, but it's it's just a full circle moment kind of thing. The other part of that was, is that Charlotte isn't really a face half the time. I, mean, I don't know what she is. is. <laughs> she kind of is this kind of go, go around just because she's been, you know, telling Rousey to shut up and, you know, everyone else. But that's why this character of Rhea would have felt better with that pure baby face and mm-hmm. Bianca. And they're kind of the same. Now, definitely, they're two of the strongest women that there is. And Bianca's definitely a little bit more athletic. I think we'd both agree in that. But that's a matchup I was kind of really interested in seeing. And if you remember correctly, Bianca kind of stood up for Rhea when Charlotte came down and told Charlotte, you know, you don't go here. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there was that kind of storyline kind of built. It'd be interesting. I, I can see a fast one being pulled though, and someone else sliding in. I really could. All right, on the men's side, let's let's try this. I, I think I got this one. Austin Theory Ooh. is going to defend his United States Championship against Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed. I got it. I did. <laughs> Montez, Montez Ford and Damian Priest. So this one's a little bit better uh, as far as the quality of the people in the matchup. Uh, a lot of former U.S. champions, uh, a lot of people who can really go. And, you know, Montez is kind of the weird guy in the matchup, but he's going to do something crazy. I think they looked at it. They needed somebody that could do something crazy as well. Um. I'm going to predict, though, that Austin Theory retains the title here. Um, I just – I know we're getting close to WrestleMania. Uh, I do like what they're doing with Theory. I like that they changed the character up a little bit. He's a little bit more serious now. I think plans for Seth Rollins would be Logan Paul. I don't see Damian Priest winning the match. I don't see Bronson Reed winning because no one cares about Bronson Reed and the same thing about Johnny Gargano. Uh, they haven't made us care about either one of them. And so with that being said, my pick is Austin Theory is going to retain the title. Okay. That's a, uh, it, it's a good, uh, it's a good guess. Um, I I like Austin Theory right now. I don't think they need to change anything really. really? Just keep going with their what they're doing. Um, I don't know though. Um, I look at it could be one of those matches that just throws everything off and gets us built up for something a little more um, with a little more behind it. I don't know. I could see somebody like Priest winning that, winning the title in the chamber. And, you know, Theory doesn't necessarily have to get, you know, he could get, you know, he doesn't have to lose his momentum by losing that match. So I I could see it going that way, but I'm kind of like you. I think it's going to go Austin Theory retaining. Um, There's really no reason to change anything up. So. Yeah, the the way I really see this, you know, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view period is just kind of like like a filler kind of thing. I feel like nothing's going to change because everything's already set in stone for Mania season, you know? So I'm going to have to also go with Austin Theory. Uh, I will say I'm very excited to see all the bodies flying around the ring. We've got a couple of high flyers in this match. Like you said, Montez is going to put on some moments. Gargano is going to put on some moments. Bronson's going to be there. 
And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a great match. But I, I do see Austin Theory retaining. You know, especially with rumors uh, kind of circulating his big potential Mania match. You know, but nothing like that's been set in stone. But yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah. you know, like like you're talking about Mania. Um, if people are wanting some rumors and spoilers, maybe we're not the show for you sometimes because we kind of dive deep into that a little bit, but. You know, I can see Logan Paul costing Seth Rollins being the last two and Logan Paul costing him. And then, you know, that'll keep, you know, Cena perhaps against Austin Theory is is a match that's been talked about a couple times. Um, so I'd be interested in that as well. Uh, kind of give Theory kind of another high-profile match. I mean, he had, he had one last year and he's getting one this year. Um, so, yeah. Pretty well. Now, you know, go ahead. One thing, one thing though, like I don't think Austin Theory needs to have the United States Championship if he's going to face Cena. I don't think he needs it at all. So I think he comes out and opens an open challenge. Cena was big on the U.S. Open Challenge, mm-hmm. and he gives it, and it's Cena. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, feel like... I don't think you need it, though. No, you don't need it. But it's, no, I just it's, feel... Wrestle, it's WrestleMania. I mean, I'd rather see Pat McAfee back in there again against Steam than Cena. <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest with you, but yeah, it's it's uh, but I'm, I mean, there's a lot of things I'd rather see what they're going to do, but it gives Cena something to do. I don't think Cena will care to lose to Theory either. Um, you know, he's shown he can take these little mania last second matches and he doesn't care to lose. Uh, so yeah, kind of interesting, kind of interesting to see what they're going. I get you what you're saying though. He doesn't need the title, but I just don't think within a month's build, if anyone else has a title, it's going to matter. I don't think if Damian Priest, actually, I don't think Damian Priest will even have a match at mania. Uh, he'll just be part of the judgment day ordeal with Finn and edge or whatever or be involved with Ray and Dominic if they go that route. I don't think Priest is going to get a Mania match, um, which kind of sucks. I mean, you got, you know, 10 hours of wrestling on two nights, and some of these guys can't get a match, but it is what it is. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar is also a match uh, on the card. Um, Don't know what to think about it. I don't know which way to go with it. I don't know what the plans are for Mania. I would assume this feud continues and it becomes a Mania match and sort of like a pit fight. That would be my thought. Since both of them are former MMA guys as well, they'll do some kind of crap shoot like that and it'll probably be terrible at WrestleMania, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I'll take Brock here since Lashley's kind of had his number. Yeah, I, I think it, for me, I don't... I don't think it matters either way. I think they end up at the same place. Uh, but I feel like Brock, he's lost a lot lately. Um, and Lashley's done well and even has a victory over Brock. So I feel like you almost have to let Brock get a win back, um, even if there's some shenanigans that goes on that you know furthers that storyline. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Brock since, if I remember correctly, Lashley did win the last one. I feel like they're going to go with the kind of like split kind of situation. To be honest, though, I don't really care for this match too much. They've done it, what, three, four? It's just going to be its third time already, and they're going to probably do it a fourth time at Mania. It, it's just not clicking with me. It's just, you know, like Biggie says, I won't say the quote, but. <laughs> well, you know, yes, I, I also worry like the third time. time since... Go ahead, I also worry every time uh, Bobby gets dropped on the back of his head. Like oh, I yeah. just every every time he takes a suplex from Brock, I feel like it may be his last day in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's just he's so big and just the way he comes down on his neck and shoulders. I'm like I've seen that enough. I don't I I don't need to see it anymore. Right. Agree. Agree. That takes us to our main event. Uh, now, we do know there's some other matches. we got Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Rhea and Finn. Again, don't really care because uh, we know Rhea's going somewhere else after this, and to me it doesn't matter. But we'll go to Sammy 
versus Roman in Montreal. Uh, the crowd's going to be unreal for Sammy. Uh, WWE put themselves in the worst, best case scenario you could possibly do. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the year, you know, Coffee Mania got hot and Daniel Bryan got hot as well. But unfortunately for Sammy, I don't think he's going to get that love uh, that they got. I love the storyline. I don't know how we – It the finish will be very interesting. I'll just say that. I The finish is going to be interesting, but Sammy's not going to beat Roman Reigns. I, I think the main event of WrestleMania is going to be Roman versus Cody. I think it's going to be for both belts. They're not going to separate it. And the Usos are a weird factor for them to be having this match right now because the Usos aren't allowed in Canada. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's not well Jimmy's not Jimmy's not and if you remember Roman told him to stay home mm-hmm. and the reason why is because t- technically you know due to the DUIs Jimmy's not allowed in Canada mm-hmm. but I think Jay can still show up I'm not quite sure I still think it's going to be and it kills me to say this because I do not want to see Jay turn on Sammy now I don't want to see it mm-hmm. I, d- I just don't uh, but it does seem like it's going to be Sammy and KO versus the Usos um, in some form. Uh, and maybe they could still do that with everything being okay with it. You know, Jay and Sammy still being buddies in a way, and, you know, and there's not that big of an issue. Uh, but, yeah, I think Roman's going to keep this title here, and, and he'll take on Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Will? Oh, my heart. My heart hurts because I, I've got to agree with you as much as I want. And I, I, oh, I want him to win so bad. I love Sami Zayn. He's not going to beat Roman Reigns because that's not a big money match. Sami versus Cody. We've seen their promo on Monday. I don't know if you guys caught that. It was great. Phenomenal. But you're comparing Sami to Roman Reigns here. And I feel like WWE goes with Roman Reigns in the main event like they have always, you know. Like I said, would love for Sammy to get his flowers, you know, get what he deserves. I just don't think now is the time, which really sucks because, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just, like it you said, a rut. It's an issue. <laughs> it sucks because there's never going to be a better time. No, exactly. That's, that's, what that's I was... the bad part. Six months from now, it's not going to be a better time than right now. No. But one, the the other factor is is one of the biggest storylines going into Mania would be because I I told Tom I said what if Sammy wins it for a week, mm-hmm. send them all home happy. It, he keeps it for one week. The only problem with that with me would be is that Roman's long streak is over, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of takes away from a little bit of the mystique uh, exactly. from WrestleMania. But yeah, hmm. whoever Tom, beats Roman has to go on top, you know. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I think it's like you said, it's it's like the best scenario for Sammy, but also at the very worst time, you know. And uh, they could do whatever they want. They could have Sammy win in Montreal, and then they could have something on on Raw where they're all there and. Uh, Reigns somehow has something in his claws that Heyman's worked out that he can get his rematch anytime he wants in any stipulations, and he, you know, has a no DQ match or something, and the bloodline destroys Sammy and Roman gets his belts back. I mean, they could do whatever they want, but it'll be interesting to see how they get out of this or if they get out of it. I just hope for Cody's sake. And for the for the sake of that the main event at WrestleMania, that they didn't have a misstep, and nobody cares about the build to Cody versus Reigns if that ends up being what it is, and they don't try to hijack the show every week uh, in support of Sammy, because that's going to be a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I I hate that for Cody if that does happen. Because I'm for for somebody like me who's a huge Cody Mark, I want that storyline going into Mania. 
of Cody versus Roman. I want that. I'm here for that. But I love Sammy. I just, it's an unfortunate time, in my opinion, for this to have come to a head. And I don't know if if they if they could have predicted the future to see where Sammy would be, would you just hold off on Cody until next year? I'm not saying coming back, but I mean in that title picture. Mm. Because do you capitalize on what's going on? Or do you just say, well, the fans will get over it. They're going to love WrestleMania. They're going to love Cody versus Reigns. Mm-hmm. I hope they're right. Right. I think they're big. I think a big misstep happened this Friday night, uh, and having Jay actually show up. I wouldn't have had Jay show up at all. Somehow, somebody else kind of somebody else who's going to feud with Strowman or something help. You know, messes with him and Ricochet, and Jimmy still somehow wins the match uh, mm-hmm. on his own. And then when Jay finally shows up, let's just say he can come to Canada and he shows up and he turns on Sammy. Then all that heat, people aren't going to care as much that Sammy didn't win the title because now people are going to see him and KO win those tag titles. Mm-hmm. Jay has to turn somewhere in this for the fans to get so invested and so hot. It has mm-hmm. to happen. I know I guess Solo could be the Uso who takes the place. I mean, I guess that's possible. And there's a thought of me that's like, well, what if Jay somehow gets kicked out and he's not considered a tag champion anymore because Solo helped defend the titles. And then Jay and Sammy won the tag titles at Wrestlemania but then at least KO with nothing exactly yeah I feel like the initial build up for this is just the Jay and Jimmy versus KO it has has been one of the best storylines you know in wrestling but I Mm -hmm. I still think that there's a way that they can kind of get to it a little bit you know I I can see Jay Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the tag titles at Wrestlemania and Jay shaking their hands and handing it to Sami hugging him and then the bloodline starts beating up Jay again. And then we go this route. You know, they kick him fully out. And so it's it's WrestleMania season, though. At least it's giving us something to talk about. You know, Exactly, yes. Well, you know, and a good point, though, I think is there's been a lot of years that even around WrestleMania time, we're like, yeah, this is going to happen. You know, we know who's winning this, 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 and this. And it's not even that interesting it's just you know we're gonna watch it because that's what we do but this year i really feel intrigued about a lot of things that are going on especially this storyline it could go a hundred different ways but i i'm here for it i want to know what's going to happen i've got to watch it to see what happens and i think that's a very positive thing for the wwe all i'm saying is i really love unpredictability so I feel like that's going to get me more invested in something if they do something unpredictable. So we'll just see where it goes from there. <laughs> and it's possible it becomes a three-way at Mania. Yep. 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 Or or a four-way. <laughs> Maybe, Jay in there. Throw, Maybe Jay gets thrown in there. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could possibly happen. It, you know, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan right now. AEW is doing some good stuff. Uh, WrestleMania is here. Uh, and of course, you know, Elimination Chamber this Saturday night. So hopefully everyone enjoys that show. Uh, I look forward to it. It's typically one of the shows I kind of like to watch. I do like the chamber matches. They typically do deliver. Um, like we said, a little bit different type of people in the chambers this year, but I think uh, the big intrigue, like like we're talking about, will definitely be the main event that night with that Montreal crowd. It, and if Sammy comes out to his old music, Oh man, it's gonna be that place gonna be rocking. It's going to be rocking. Oh my so, god! Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Well, Will, sir, thank you so much, man. Glad to have you back on the show. It's, it's been too long. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna get you back on soon. We've got a couple of show ideas. We've had some people actually message us and give us some topics that they would like for us to discuss, like uh, top five people that uh, everyone needs to keep an eye on in twenty twenty five. I think that was kind of a 
uh, suggest or 2023. I'm about to say you're thinking way in advance. 2025. Everyone, pay attention to my son. He should be graduating high school. He'd be ready to go. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just you know. So we've got some people who have been commenting, and we still got to, to do our most overrated wrestlers of all time show coming up as well. Uh, everyone, go out to full wrestling tees. We do have a lot of new t-shirts dropping. Uh, we got a Fatal Four shirt. Um, uh, with Silvers and Huffman. We also got this new one here that I kind of got on. Ooh, I like that. HCH, I like that a lot. Uh, with the Luchas. Uh, we got an All-American one as well. We also have a Funko Pop Vinyl shirt coming of me and Tom as well. That was pretty cool uh, that we kind of designed. Shout out to Gino for uh, kind of giving us that little idea to kind of do that. But yeah, uh, love to see it. Love to see it. And Tom, you're going to uh, you're going to get to go watch SmackDown right after the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it'll uh, be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see in the Fallout. So I'm excited about that. Be interesting if Roman shows up in Evansville. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be on his main stop or not, but it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times the shows here in Evansville they they don't they kind of phone them in. So hopefully that's not the case with it being fallout so we'll see yeah will you heading into that show as well i'm not going to be able to make it there i made the last raw but smacked out i'm not going to be able to make it but man i will be watching and recording it yeah i'll be out of state there's a couple promotions where i'm going that i'm thinking about maybe catching the show i'm not sure i can talk the family into it or not uh Mm -hmm. But also, GCW is heading back to Evansville as well. Yes, I did see Definitely that. Definitely going to go to that show. Uh, that was a great show the last time. A lot of fun. I need some ticket details. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Lauderdale. Drop them, you know, ticket information so we can hurry up and get signed up for that as well. That's going to be exactly. April 16th. Another Sunday show uh, there at the old Evansville Coliseum. Uh, Will, if you... You need to go to that show, man. I That's, would love you know, to go. If I had to I choose between to SmackDown and GCW show, I think I would choose the GCW show this time. I'm so intrigued well. with that kind of community. Yeah, oh, I'd love to be there. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of craziness and uh, fun <laughs> all wrapped up in one GCW is as well. Heck yeah. Right, for everyone out there, make sure you're doing what you do. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, appreciate it. As always, Will, thank you, sir. Tom? Of course. We'll see you all. Everyone, have a good night. All righty. <laughs>